Greece. Greece. Praise be, Greece returns. All the drama kids are going to be so happy. Welcome to Idiot Block, a comedic podcast critiquing, discussing, and analyzing the media industry through reviews, debates, and historical deep dives. Hello and welcome to another episode of Idiot Plot. I'm David Janich and joining me there, my co-host as always, Alex Ovidal. Bonjour. And Jess Neitzel. Ahoy. On today's episode, we're continuing our What We Watch series where we pick movies to make the other people watch they might not have already seen with my pick, which is the action movie Hardcore Henry. But first, before we get into that, we're going to start with a little preview segment like we always do. And we're doing another news segment with today talking about the big announcement of Paramount Plus revealing not only its launch lineup, but what it expects to release in the next couple years. So Paramount Plus is a rebranding of the already existing CBS All Access service. And they have a ridiculous amount of content coming out but there's a theme to it one of the big announcements with their kind of coming out is that paramount movies a number of them it doesn't say all of them but a number of them include mission impossible 7 a quiet place part 2 and the for some reason paw patrol the movie are going to hit paramount plus after being in theaters for 45 days but apart from that we have a bunch of new scripted shows coming we have criminal minds a flash dance show halo is moving from showtime over the Paramount Plus, a, an Italian job show, a new Star Trek show about Captain Pike, uh, The Man Who Fell to Earth starring Chiwa Ejiofor, a Parallax View show, a spinoff of Yellowstone, um, Nickelodeon, the, we're having a, new, so a bunch of new Avatar productions, so The Last Airbender is getting a bunch of new movies, TV shows, short form stuff. Dory the Explorers get a new show. Camp Coral, SpongeBob spinoff, new Rugrats, live action for the odd parents, a Nickelodeon Star Trek show, a whole bunch of stuff. Frasier's coming back. Incident uh, Machinery's coming back. Reno 911's coming back. Beavis and Butthead's coming back. Workaholics is coming back. Grease. Grease. Praise be, Grease returns. All the drama kids are going to be so happy. And this and this is on top of the existent CBS All Access shows like Star Trek Picard, Star Trek Discovery, and The Good Fight. That's the whole thing. All returning. So yep. All it's Paramount has is Star Trek. Star Trek oh. and Nickelodeon, essentially what they're going off of. Um, but yeah, I I just went through 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 a bunch of stuff because there's a lot of shit coming out. And, Nothing new, though. And that's the key. But this has been Paramount and Viacom. But yeah, that's not... I don't think that's particularly surprising because that's kind of been the, the pattern for everybody, right? I mean, Disney, what original shows that aren't IP are on Disney Plus? But but not just everyone. Viacom's been doing this for years. You look at their big shows on their on their channels like Comedy Central and Nickelodeon, it's stuff from the, from the 90s. It's South Park and SpongeBob... It's stuff that was on when when we were when we were kids. And CIS. Yeah, and CIS. <laughs> but it's it's Which their existed before and after all living people. And it, 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 
And this article doesn't talk about like the the, the the talks of Ren and Stimpy coming back and all the other stuff that's returning. Viacom's whole MO has been bringing back old stuff. Netflix had the Invader Zim and Rocco's Modern Life movies along, along with the Hey Arnold movie that came out a little bit ago. Paramount and Viacom seem to be obsessed with bringing back dead franchises and keeping ones that already exist on life support. Like, who wants SpongeBob Babies or whatever the hell that, Just go that back show to the is. original f- first like four seasons, the golden age of SpongeBob. Just just just, just re-air those like they're new. Kids aren't gonna know the difference. Yeah. yeah. Well, what also interesting you, thing you get is, new ones every couple of years. You get. The Dorothy Explorer and the Fairly Odd Parents—they're going live action. Like, what's with that? Well, we just got live action Dora a couple years ago with that with that movie mm-hmm. that everyone kind of forgot existed. And Fairly Odd Parents too. Fairly Odd Parents had already been live, live action with those TV movies from about ten years ago. Yeah, they didn't work then either. <laughs> yeah, but I think I mean, with them, it's more trying to find that stability because Paramount's been very up and down and I think you know, I mean CBS All Access was a, a bust because they, they based it on their least conducive property to streaming <laughs> I mean CBS and streaming that's like the biggest contrast oxymoron right it's so the, it's CBS like, is the old people channel yeah they you don't know, know how to optimize. a bunch of procedurals on a streaming service. Like, nobody goes on a streaming service to watch a procedural. They put it on and do their crossword puzzle. And then if they fall asleep, they don't have to worry because next week it's going to be something new. I don't, I don't know anybody. I think Rebrand is working because everybody's talking about this like it's a new service. I, I don't know anybody that currently has CBS All Access because it was it was it seemed like a nothing service. Paramount Plus sounds interesting. I doubt I will get it get, for a while. My guess would be old people and Trekkies. <laughs> right. Well, well cuz Disney Plus has that kid market down. Really, the game changers for this service are the Halo show and the Last Airbender stuff because Last Airbender fans are rabid. And, yes, they and, are. And they will flock to anything with with that brand attached to it. Yeah, that's true. I should know because my, Shyamalan, my wife... Don't even hate watch the Shyamalan movie. My wife is, is a giant fan of Last Airbender and when I told her about the new shows coming out. She didn't even say words. She, she just made a bunch of incomprehensible noises of excitement, <laughs> and that was it. But even with Avatar fans, too, to kind of do a non-sequitur, they're, they're finding ways to make the crappy Shyamalan movie somehow, like, canon, so therefore it's not bad anymore. <laughs> but by pretending like it's, it, it's a play in the universe of the story so that's not real. <laughs> it's really it's really funny when you look at it that way. But well, like, the interesting thing will be is there there's also that live action avatar show that's going to Netflix. Is that still going in there? I think so. There's still more unless stuff. They, unless, yeah, unless they pull the rug and be like, I've altered the deal. The, Ray, I don't Ray, alter Ray, it any further. Well, everything I've read says that the Netflix show is still happening. Mm-hmm. Be, be, because they signed a long-term deal with Netflix before Paramount Plus was was a thing. And they keep going with it. The big one, I think, is, is still Halo leaving Showtime. Yeah. Well, I, and that, I mean... <clears throat> I think that shows confidence in it because that could be a big flagship show for them to be like, yeah, we have Halo on Paramount Plus, sign up. You know, Showtime, 
has a history of like quality shows but quality shows that don't get a ton of viewership and halo is something that can attract people obviously i mean this show's been in the works for a long time it's interesting because it seems like paramount is even going further with further than disney when it comes to sacrificing their pre-existing um distribution models to bolster the lineup of the streaming service because real 911 into the Amy Schumer, they aren't going the Comedy Central, they're going to Paramount Plus. Nickelodeon, the new SpongeBob show, I believe it's going Nickelodeon later, but it's going Paramount Plus first. Um, Halo is basically leaving Showtime high and dry for content. Criminal Minds not being on CBS. It's that's the well, it, it it's over. It's been it was done like for like a year, and they're already bringing it back. <laughs> it, I it's, thought it was done. It's really stupid. It did, and now it's back again. It literally ended a year ago, almost exactly. <laughs> and, 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 and it's, it's back. already back. I mean, we're, we're, yeah, we're 324 not, episodes. Mother of God. What, what we don't know. What we don't know is if Real <laughs> 911's uh, Quibi show is coming to Paramount Plus when it really should. Yeah, because I want to. I want to see that, but I can't because first off. I wasn't going to sign up for that. And second off, it doesn't even exist anymore. Anyway, I think that's all there is for Paramount Plus. Um, I'm excited for some of these. Like, I'll watch the Workaholics movie. Halo sounds interesting. Yeah, I think they have people attached. For for what? Uh, Halo. Yeah, yeah, Halo. Halo will get people to sign up, but they might do the Mandalorian thing where they sign up. Halo is done. Everyone just drops it until it comes back. That's probably what's going to happen. But they'll get people. Halo and Avatar will be their big flagships to bring yep. people in. But we'll see what happens. Can they get Disney Plus numbers, or will they kind of follow more like HBO Max? Uh, we'll find out. Paramount Plus launches March fourth, or I guess relaunches March fourth. <laughs> it's not really. It's your not app, really. Your app logo changes in your uh, streaming box. Yep. Yep. Some more. We'll get some more streaming services, and in the, as, the, as the cheaper than cable be... model becomes just cable, it costs yeah, separate accounts. And you know, somebody should bills. really package all of these streaming services into one like giant package. You just pay to one company. Quiet. Disney might get ideas <laughs> or Comcast. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. And with that, we're gonna move on to our main topic today, which is my pick. For movies, which I know Overthal was really excited to watch, and that is the 2015 first-person action movie *Hardcore Henry*. Now, the big question I know Alex, I think, asked me is why. <laughs> <laughs> and the big reason why I picked it is a guilty pleasure for me for movies. Like I was known. In, in high school and college as being kind of a snob, which I thought was kind of unfair. I was known as the guy that loved the Oscar bait, that loved all the big, like, super critique critic movies, all the all the old ones. In reality, my, my big guilty pleasure topic that I would see no matter what is an action movie. I freaking love action movies. I love shutting my brain off, going to a movie theater, eating a bunch of popcorn, and just laughing and having a good time. But there's a problem. And it all started a few years back with with the movie John Wick. 
Now, I love the John Wick movies. I think they're fantastic action movies. John Wick 2 is probably one of the best action movies ever made. That being said, what they started was a trend of basically every action movie being a John Wick clone. Whether that be in story or in style, every movie just felt derivative, and it kind of felt like it was when 300 came out, and every movie wanted to be 300. Oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's, ex- it's exactly what it, what, it, what it felt like for me. And then here comes Hardcore Henry, which... Even from the first time I saw it was announced, had my attention because it sounded like something completely different. Here's the first person movie, which if you don't know what that means, it means the camera is mounted to some dude's head and he runs around shooting people and you see it from his point of view. And eventually the movie came out. I saw it in in theaters with Justin, actually. I think it was one of the first yep. times we went to a movie, but but I saw it with him. And while I'll admit, it's not the best movie I've ever seen at all. Far from it. It's a really fun time. And I commend it for doing something different. So I want us all to watch it and talk about not just Hardcore Henry as an action movie and all the stuff it does right and wrong and unique and cliched but also just action movies in general and how a movie like this how does this fit in the action movie landscape so like i mentioned i love this movie i know it has faults the story is not very good a lot a lot of the dialogue is pretty cringy got some good humor in it though and but the action scenes are mind-blowing. But I want to start, though, because me and Justin, we saw this in theaters, and we were laughing. We're having a good time. But Alex, this was your first time watching it. So I want to hear your thoughts on what, on what you thought five years after this movie has come out. I, I, want, well, I want to know what, what you're thinking. It was a movie, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <clears throat> Certainly some of what they did is, like, applaudable. I mean, I came in pretty resistant to the first-person idea, and I came out thinking that this can work. I don't know how well it works in this. There are moments where it works very well. And there are moments where I thought I was going to puke and had no idea what was going on. (laughs) (laughs) And that's kind of of a problem throughout, is, like, half of it, I know what's going on. A small... uh, About a quarter of that... I know what's going on in like, and then the other half of it, I just have no idea. <laughs> Cause yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right. That's why I, you know, I, I come in expecting, you know, dumb action movie, fun, fun action movie. I'm not like expecting great plot and dialogue and character, but like, you know, I, <laughs> it was pretty bad now, in the, that category. Now the plot of the movie is you there are is Henry, a robot man who wakes up with his wife Brought back to life as a, as a, as like the cyborg super soldier, uh, where you're 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 attacked by some guy with telepathic powers that are never telekinetic. Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> I was I was waiting for that. <laughs> I, that was. <laughs> I noticed I've been that when to I read that for like a week. But I noticed that when I because I watched the movie just today before we started recording the first time in like three years. I'm like you know what, this dude said the Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, oh, hi Henry. But anyway, this time that connect villain who's trying to make an army super soldiers. He he attacks Henry 
or I guess technically you and your wife, and you escape, but they kidnap your wife. Well, you meet up with your friend Jimmy, played by Charlotte Copley, who is acting out of his mind in this movie. I'd like to know how much coke he was on. All of as it. As much as that one version of him took. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. It's like one character is a coke addict. It's like, I think you were on coke the entire movie. Yeah, but yeah, Charles Copley plays multiple versions of, of the same character. That makes sense when you see the, the movie. Does as, it? As, as much sense as this movie can make. As much as a telekinesis villain can make oh yeah to be fair yeah it makes more sense than that they don't even explain that you have to read the prequel comic because that's that's what people do don't explain it (laughs) (laughs) but so you you and charlotte copley's jimmy go on this big adventure together we do a bunch of different action stuff you go to different places you shoot stuff up you 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 don't much car chases tank fights there's a helicopter at one point it, it's it's a much a roller coaster as you can get. Russian bathhouse. There's there's all there's all sorts of stuff, and I guess I'll I'll start this next section with what did you guys think specific? Because we know the story wasn't great, pretty pay pay paper thin. Doesn't make sense. But what did you guys think of the action sequences specifically? Because that's I mean that's why you watch this movie, right? Like you you don't watch it for the story, you watch it because gun go burr. So I remember the first time we saw it, it took me about 15, 20 minutes not to feel sick during all the action sequences because basically it's like he's moving at lightning speed and you're like trying to keep up with what he's doing. But as it goes along, as the movie goes along, the action scenes get a lot better and more choreographed and you see what they're trying to do more rather than the beginning where it was all spur of the moment off these hinges while you're trying to adjust to this new way of watching a film. Well, Justin, we're also really stupid, and we sat like second row from the front by choice. That's right, we did, didn't we? Yeah, for so we could have the maximum effect. I think if I had done that, I mean, I watched it on a TV. If I had done it in a theater, like I think ninety percent of it would have been unable to comprehend. Well, I actually, this is probably the third or fourth time I watched the movie, and this time. I watched enough times where all the shakiness didn't affect me. And and I guess a big thing to say with this movie is the camera shakes a lot, but also this isn't a one-take movie like Birdman. There are cuts. And the first and time you jarring. watch the movie, the, the, the cuts <laughs> mess with your head. <laughs> because it's how they cut, right? It's not just that they cut. It's It's... They'll cut. They, will, they will cut and skip legitimately five, six seconds of movement, but still be in the same area. And that like, messes with my like head. Steps. At least it messed with my head. Watching it this time, I was perfectly fine. It didn't mess with me. At all. I was having a grand old time. With, with, I think with it's because you know what to expect this time around. Yeah, I, I would agree. But then again, you shouldn't have a movie that you have to watch multiple times to be able to physically watch. Especially one, you know, like, again, since the story's not there, it's like, you know, am I really going to watch this, like, five times? To be fair, though, when they were editing it, they probably saw it a bunch of times, so they're like, oh, I'm used to it. (laughs) They, like... Well, and to the movie's credit, to the movie's credit, it stabilizes by about the halfway point before it gets completely off the rails at the end. 
But they but they kind of figured out what they were doing. It's just a shame that they figured out what they were doing as they were making the movie. Yeah, yeah that's, not, that's what I was going to say. Like, it's not just that you're getting used to it. It's that legitimately the first act stuff and then, like, the first part of the second act is not as well filmed as, like, some stuff later until, I mean, for me, the final action scene is also, like, impossible to watch. But I disagree, one... but continue. I think you're wrong, but continue. Well... Yeah, I couldn't tell what the fuck was happening. Uh, but the one before that was the best choreographed one and the most stable as far as the camera. So you can tell that that might have been what they shot last. <laughs> and <laughs> Actually, at that point, they knew what they were doing. Yeah, and that's what's amazing with this film. I think some of his action scenes, too is that they just need to figure out what they're doing and they seem to figure out what they're doing on the hardest shit. Like like the action scenes of just Henry chasing someone down are shaky as fuck. But then he's like on on a motorcycle jumping from van to van and that's extremely stable, extremely smooth. Oh, like no, no issues watching it. They made a right decision of filming the lesser action stuff first. We're like, okay, let's get a feel for this. And then also they're like, okay, we got this. Well, and also now we with, won't make you lose your lunch. And also with the early stuff, too, I know I was watching it just today. There, there's a lot of shots where the guy who plays Henry is just looking down at the, at the ground a lot. And so you get lots of ground shots. And, and those, I remember recent theaters, those made me throw up the, want to throw up the most. Yeah, there's a sudden urge to go down. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of just in general looking around or down too much. Like I know that's what a person would do, but it's just like you know thinking about a video game, first person game. There are things you would do if you were in first person, the quick mo- jerky movements that you don't do, so that people so that you can comprehend it easier. And that's probably something they should have done. Is just prob- have more straight straight on. I think the problem is is a camera doesn't have your peripheral vision. Yes. Right, so so the movements need to be more like, they need when he turns, it needs to be slower than he would actually turn, or Mm -hmm. it's like impossible to to watch. But that said... I think think there are like, like I said at the start, kind of there is a world where this could work really well and there are moments a couple of moments to me that work really well and are well choreographed sometimes i felt like they were hiding bad choreography with the style cutting all over the place and then other times they keep it steady and keep it rolling and it's well done what are the moments that you think were well done uh the end of act two action scene uh there's a big shootout um and like this abandoned area that is super steady. There's a lot of movement. There's a lot of dudes getting shot. Um, are, are, are you talking about where, where they escort crippled Jimmy on the elevator? Yeah, yeah. That that sequence is to me by far the the most well made of the action scenes. And then before the chase scene gets pukey again, there's one I think early Act Two where he's going through an apartment complex, something like that. Uh, looking for this guy and just the way he's like he's kind of sneaking around the guns up but like the movement is really smooth and I thought that was a really good sequence 
those I, are the ones that are off the top of my head that those ones um, worked better. I really like just the main amount of time from when he enters the strip club. Yes, I have to say that. But when he enters the strip club to to about when he reaches that final action scene, I think all of those are extremely smooth, really well done action sequences. Like just that stretch of the film. Because I like the strip club shootout. I love the motorcycle chase. I absolutely love the whole chase because that that's a bunch of stunts where I'm like, how the how the hell did they do that? I mean, some of those, if even you talk about stunts, if something go 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 goes wrong, someone could get hurt. Some of those stunts, if if it doesn't go entirely perfect, someone's losing their head. I mean, guy literally throws a tank. Uh- grenade in a tank explodes and jumps up and lands on the back of a motorcycle yeah like like i i don't know how they did that one yeah i would say that one if i remember some of it being hard to watch but still very impressive the until the helicopter shows up the after effects <laughs> who killed captain alex helicopter <laughs> i i just get so hyped watching this movie because there's something about the adrenaline rush of just of, of the film with the guns going bang, 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 that I think is lost because I think people think these kind of movies are just tacky now, and they kind of are. But there's just something oh, fun. There, there are plenty. There are plenty now. I mean, that that just yeah, there's little effort into. Well, it, it's not like they have to have complex plot, but not even like dialogue or anything. And then the action is very lazy for a lot of action movies now. You know, oh, let's just try and do a John Wick thing and let's have one impressive, kind of impressive action scene and everybody will go see it. Let's just have Bruce Willis say some stupid phrase and hope it hits off. And I get why that, like, I also, it, it's the cynical part, but I get why they keep doing ones like that because you have lots of, like, interesting, smart action movies like The Nice Guys, what, kind of an action movie buddy cop type thing, ones like that that don't do well. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's really strange watching what action movies will do well and which ones don't. Um, I'll get more into to that in a second and talk about how this movie did. But I wanted to mention before we do that, I have to commend this movie for just the range of action scenes being a first-person movie and one of the first big ones. It includes basically every big action set piece or scene that you would expect. You have a foot chase, a car chase, a a close-quarter shootout, a wide-open shootout, hand-to-hand combat... With just one v one hand to hand combat with a bunch of dudes, it checks all the boxes for action. And you scenes. get your car chase, which looks like it's off a Russian dash cam. <laughs> does it? Does it do everything perfectly well? No, no, it doesn't. But like, I have to commend them from trying to do basically every action, every action set piece that you would want to see them do in first person. They attempt to do it. Just doing something different that hasn't really been done. But going with that, yeah, that's the way. Just not really liking it. That's that's what I will say is that I do appreciate that they did actually try something somewhat different. <laughs> and and that's what I kind of want to say. Be before I get into how this movie did, because I think I think it's important before I say this because this movie did not do well at the box office. 
it made $16 million on a $2 million budget, which sounds good, but the, this, this was an indie film that was crowdfunded and then bought by STX and Huey Brothers for $10 million. Oh my gosh. So, so, so $2 million budget is one thing, but really it costs $10 million that to make up plus marketing. Cause this was a wide release movie. So to make $16 million in wide release is not good. It, it it's, it's, it's not good at all. Um, because it had, it had a really strong, um, festival reception played out to many sold out crowds standing standing ovations people loved it the people that were seeking it out loved it but as we found out they overpaid for it yeah and they overpaid (laughs) for it and as we found out the the audience at large wasn't ready for it and didn't accept it didn't want to see it and 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 that's how many people are actually looking for it I mean, I remember seeing ads for it everywhere, and I was like the only one. I, I, I had to talk you and the other person we went and saw it with into seeing it. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember. But I also remember that the other person wanted to see Batman v Superman, and I was very much against seeing that for a second time. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think you and me had already seen it. We're like, we want to. I, I was. I after I watched the trailer, I was kind of curious of seeing this. And, and, and that's something I want to say. If you see a movie that you think looks like it's doing something new and is doing something interesting and and maybe it doesn't look the, the, the best, but you want to support what they're doing, go see it. Support that company and support those filmmakers with your wallet because that's the only way that you will get more of this. Like I, I know, Alex, you mentioned that, that you are curious to see them do more of this. Now, not, not that this film... Well, man, I... I... I said it could work. I didn't say that I necessarily want to. <laughs> well, oh, but, uh, I, it could work. Okay, so you say it could work. We'll never find out because we'll never make another one because this movie did, did, didn't do well at the box office. Because this one didn't make money, we'll never see another one because we'll ne- they'll, ne- they'll never try it again because they'll call this a failure. Maybe not an action movie, but some indie dude's going to probably do like some first-person movie at some point. Well, we've seen it in TV. We've seen TV do it. It's always something in Philadelphia did it. A couple years ago. Which one was that? It, it's the one where, where you're from the perspective of... Oh, Frank, Baker. that's right. Yeah. That was a good episode. So they, so, so they, so they, have, so they have done it. <laughs> um, they've talked about doing a spiritual sequel to this because there is no sequel that, that you can really do from, with this story. Yeah, you can't make a sequel if there's no, if there's no story. And, and, and that everyone's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the critical reception to, to this movie was kind of, it was mind-blowingly low. It has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 51% from critics, but cinema score audiences gave it a C plus, which 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 in cinema score language is like a quadruple F minus. Yeah. Anything lower than an A minus for cinema score is like trash. But that also shows that part of what I mean part of why the reason failed then is that people went to see it and didn't like it which is shocking to me because i actually don't know anyone that flout hated it but i could see i'd like for me see that's the thing i could see someone hating it like really for me it's very easy to see because i almost did (laughs) the other thing is is i mean how many people do you know what motion sickness you tell them not to go see this i have motion sickness and i saw it 
and, and so is my, my dad. He saw it and he and, and he liked it. They made but, me want but, to throw up anyway. <laughs> but, it, but 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 that's an interesting point. I will say though that, that in in this movie's native Russia because it, it's a Russian movie, it's beloved. <laughs> it's beloved. I'm sure. I bet people are like, "Oh, I know that area." Well, you could only I've film seen this happen there before. Well, you, you could only make this movie in Russia. I I watched a bit of the director's commentary, just as kind of I wanted to see how he did some of the 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 scenes and stuff. And he's like, "Yeah, we filmed this without a permit, and we just because there's a scene where they where they where they, where they walk and run up on top of a bridge. They there's they just did that." There, there's no safety people. There's no harness. There's no like permits. <laughs> they, 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 they filmed it. There's no stopping traffic. Yeah, but I think Ian, I, I don't think it's particularly sh- shocking that like the reception wasn't super high. Though it was actually higher than I was expecting it to be. I think because people applauded the effort. Yeah, but in and but for Russia films, kind of like what I was saying. Um, that's really the interesting part about this. Is this technically a foreign movie? <laughs> I do want to see more Russian cinema if this is what Russians watch. Because I, well, I, I think or Deadpool do. is still the highest grossing movie in Russia of all time, which makes perfect sense. It shouldn't be. I'm not shocked by that at all. Especially because, like, they talked about how in some how like a bunch of the stunts in the movie are actually botched takes. Like, like there's the one shot that's in even in the trailer of the woman getting demolished on the escalator. Yeah, Jeez. that wasn't that wasn't supposed to happen. That All wasn't right. that was that was not supposed to happen. She 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 just got blasted. Fucked. And they just kept going. You see in the movie the guy tries to check out her because he goes, "Oh my god," and and they just kept going with it, and she was fine. The the, the other one is at the beginning with the one cop that pulls them over. Uh, Sharta Copley thought thought he ran him over with the car, <laughs> but didn't. And speaking of that, uh, I want to give a shout out to some of the cast members, specifically Sharta Copley, Sharta Copley, Sharta Copley, and hey. Sharta Copley. And sudden uh, Tim Roth. He yeah, read, read, read them Tim, Tim, Tim Roth for 30 seconds. Who has that? Yeah, who ne- never shows up. He's never before. explained, and, and that. Part does <laughs> well. He's the dad. I I I don't need that needs explanation that he's the dad. Yeah, but like, why is that in here? <laughs> because his dad, because here his first memory that he comes back is his dad giving him good 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 dad pep talk. <laughs> and, does he and that, just call him? Does he just call him a pussy? <laughs> no, no. He says he'll never call you a pussy. The pussy pussy is what his dad called him, and he'd never do that. But he needs to step up and decide if he's gonna if he's going to to get kicked down or if he's gonna if he's gonna gonna gonna, gonna fight back. Also, have dis- I've watched the movie like five uh, times. I'm, I'm I know all of it at this point. I also have discount uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Haley Bennett. This is like her first role, isn't it? it? it was yeah, weird. she's actually supposed to be. Like, I haven't seen her other stuff, but she's done well in other things as like a lead. She hasn't really blown up like I thought she would. Because Swallow was supposed to be good. I don't know if she's done anything since then, but I remember hearing about that one. And the guy. And then was it the, the year's biggest. Uh, Oscar attempt bomb hillbilly elegy. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. And and the guy who plays the lead villain Akan, Danila Kozlovsky, is actually like Russia's biggest film star. He's like their Brad Pitt. 
in this movie, he's he, he he's Russian, telekinetic Tommy Wiseau, but it is horrible. But but in Russia, he's like he's like their number one movie star. Oh, his other roles are better than this. <laughs> but also, I got I got ask, what happened to Charlotte Copley? I don't know. Like he was a big thing there for a while, and then he just kind of disappeared. I mostly he just did uh, movies with Neil Blomkamp, and then did this, and then he's kind of part of the A team, and he had Free Fire, which is really good. Um, I don't know. I would. I always welcome Charles Copley. So and he was on that, and he was on the forgotten Sony PlayStation TV show Powers. Uh. Back when Sony tried, tried, tried to do TV, which I, which I, I never watched, even though I'm a fan of the comic book that's based off of. I'm also just a fan of Charlotte Copley in general. Well, his schedule was busy enough because fun fact time. The climax of this movie is, is, is Henry versus like 800 dudes, but it was originally supposed. to to be uh, Henry and every Jimmy from the movie fighting everyone <laughs> at once. But, but this movie's production schedule was super messed up and they filmed it over like two years, like just back and forth as they got money and Charlotte Copley couldn't do it anymore, which is why his character just kind of randomly Fs off <laughs> towards the end. I guess I would have liked to see that just because I want to see more Charlotte Copley. Apparently he's playing the Unabomber in a movie. That doesn't shock me. That's gonna come out this year. <laughs> is, it, is it directed by Neil Blomkamp? <laughs> no, shockingly. I don't even know. I don't even know the guy who's directing it. It's an unknown guy, as far as I know. Didn't we just get that TV show with the Unabomber? Why we need more Unabomber? That one was about the guy who, like, like the agent who hunted the Unabomber, I believe. But, 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 but Unabomber's still yeah, in it. He's a, yeah, he's another. He's another like you know infamous person that everybody's obsessed with making a bunch of movies about. Yeah, because Unabomber, because I think Paul Bettany was a Unabomber in that one. It's, it's hard thinking that Paul Bettany and Charlotte Copley are going to play the same dude. That, 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 seems, that seems weird. But I welcome more Charlotte Copley. And, and staring at the Wikipedia page for this movie, I see another name that I remember seeing on things, but Tamur Bekmambatov. <laughs> That guy was like the bizarre, crappy action movie goat for the longest time. Because he he did Wanted, which didn't suck. (laughs) And then made like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, uh, the Ben Hur remake. (laughs) How dare they? And, And then produced that really bizarre looking animated movie, Nine. Which I liked as a kid. <laughs> we watched it recently. It is not good. <laughs> Doesn't hold up, huh? It does not hold up. It has one of one one of the greatest trailers ever made. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing the trailer. But the movie does not hold up. But now I want to talk about the the director because I want to switch gears a little bit because the director is an interesting study. Uh, Ila Nashuler, I butchered that name, but. But it, it's, it's Russian. Russian. What do you want? It's a bunch of consonants. I can't pronounce it. I can barely pronounce English, let alone Russian. 
This is this was his speaking, direct- speaking as a second language to us. <laughs> this was his directorial day 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 debut. Started out as a music video um, for his band Biting Elbows, which has a couple songs in, in the movie, and that he turned into a movie. Uh, but he's also doing a movie coming out um, th- this year, in fact, called Nobody, starring Bob Odenkirk as a CIA agent. Or, or a family man who we turn out, turns out to be a CIA agent who has to fight his way out. It essentially looks looks to be yet another John Wick. Um, John, John Wick. R- 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 to destroy. So I want to talk like, about it. You can make this movie, but you have to make it like John Wick. So I want to talk, 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 talk about action movies now. Because Hardcore Henry was something different. We established that, and it wasn't it wasn't successful. It failed. Do you guys think there's any way that we can take action movies out of this rut that we're in? Like, what needs what needs to be done to, to stop the John Wick curse that has now plagued action movies? Well, I think there's a few things. First off, I mean we've we've talked about some good ones. Like I mentioned some like the nice guys good ones that bomb. But in general, if I mean you just have to try and keep making things that are good. And then second, I think there needs to like with any overflooded genre like the cinematic universes now, John Wick or John Wick ripoffs need to fail basically. Like they need to drop off to the point where people look for something else. And superhero movies have kind of also taken over the action market so and then the ones that aren't superhero ones are john wick ones do you it's cons- kind of funny that we're saying that With john wick exceptions. needs to like, fail considering john wick was kind of a also a revelation in action movies right but if you want right that's a, if you want a new revelation there needs to the old way needs to fail basically but yeah john wick it's weird to think was once that breath of fresh air that we're talking about and now has turned into a cinematic universe <laughs> but it leads into to i think an important question which is are stuff like superhero movies really action movies in in the traditional sense or are they just movies with action in them if that makes sense movies with action in them because i don't know if i, I consider superhero movies That's to be I action movies i would say like i agree with that and yet also they've also made it hard harder for action movies to break in and they are intruding on that space by being that big and having that much action in them that they're basically not action movies but they're taking over action movies I, I I think you're right I also think part of it is just the oversaturation of straight to DVD straight to streaming trash action movies of Bruce Willis or some other old yeah. dude <laughs> some old action star that's the other thing we need to get younger actors in these role movies to do more stunts and stop cutting these movies to hell. Taken three. <laughs> well, Lee, like, Lee, any, anything with Liam Neeson in it, except for Cold Pursuit or the first Taken, is pretty bad. And if you see Bruce Willis, That's what we had before, right? The the Taken clones before. Yeah, we had Taken clones. If you see, it's kind of where we were for before John Wick was Taken clones. It was three hundred clones. With with the because three hundred introduced the world to unnecessary crappy slow motion, and which somehow stopped. But it, yeah, it, it's kept going. Um, 
And then and and then we had the Taken, which was the gritty, shaky cam action movie, and which was really just foreign. Although I do like the first Taken. First Taken's good, and then they made Tukin, and then Threeken, and then <laughs> Ayukin, and it just got really bad. Like like looking at recent action movies. I just have a Google up recent ones. You have Monster Hunter, which is a whole other beast. Yeah, that's a whole different rabbit hole. <laughs> that's a whole different monster. No pun intended. But that's what anything with Mila Djokovic, you know, is going to be terrible. But there's that. There's Tenet, which I guess is an action movie. But that's yeah. but that's, but it's I, it's, Chris Nolan. It's hard to qualify. That's another. That's it's another got one. some very unique Nolan. action. I will admit, but. It's not really an action movie. It's more of a sci-fi. See, see, I think sci-fi kind of crosser thing. See, the action movie that I think of that I wish more people took from and didn't was Dread. Oh yeah, Dread's awesome. Yeah, Dread's amazing. I, I nobody actually, saw it <laughs> because Dread is like. Uh, the Raid, but better. <laughs> and there, there are a decent amount of clones of The Raid, basically. And, and and that's the part, too, is like, no one took anything from, from, from Dread. And I think, from Hardcore Henry, to go back to that movie, I don't think the thing to take from Hardcore Henry is first-person action. I don't know if you need to take that from that movie. What you need to take from that movie is just balls to the walls insanity. I mean, Hardcore Henry is what happens when you take, like, cocaine and and put that on film stock and run it through a projector. We need more of that, at least in my opinion. We need we need just more insane fun times at the movie. The, the, the movie don't make you want to throw up. Well, isn't that, isn't that kind of, I mean, they're not great movies, but that's kind of what Fast and Furious is doing to an extent. I mean, those movies are absolutely absurd and it's, know it. It's what they're doing now. And while I wish they weren't so stupid and maybe a little more hard R, um, they're not bad. I call those action that's, movies. I call them. That's what we really need is the hard R action movie back yeah. again, like The Expendables. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a genre that, like... Like we've talked about the cheap action movies that are getting shoved to streaming services and like no care put into them. A lot of those are like kind of R-rated and just CGI blood and like let's put some CGI gore in it and throw it on the front page mm-hmm. of Netflix for a week. Where am I? I want my blood squibs. <laughs> oh, I Bring love... back the squibs. The, the CGI blood looks so bad. At least with Hardcore Henry, a lot of the gore was was satisfying but not nauseating if that makes sense yeah like like i got my hardcore gore uh dudes blow up uh the one the 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 the, 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 the main bad guy gets his head spoiler alert for a five-year-old movie gets his head basically cut in half by the dude's eye socket that's what i want to see <laughs> and but but no but no gore is just cgi blood like just a ridiculous amount of CGI blood and in a human amount coming out of everyone from just the normal just a normal gunshot. And that just looks bad. Mortal Kombat could be interesting. That that could maybe be a game changer for some of the R-rated action movies. Yeah, that could, that could be that's one that has potential to be just dumb fun um entertaining. Which is really all they should be. Occasionally, you will get your Terminator 2s, your your Mad Max Fury Roads, 
those kind of movies that you know it's impossible yeah, fallout yeah the, the ones that have fantastic stories apart oh, combined with fantastic action well i remember when we when i came out of that i remember saying i'm like that's kind of what i wanted deadpool to be with the hard r guts and gl- blood and everything and action and yeah it, i remember that it wasn't <laughs> that that Harker henry is what i wish deadpool was at least tonally yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna very hard disagree. I want I I wanted more gore from, like, from Deadpool. I wanted more gore from Deadpool. Well I mean the gore, yeah, but the the, the like the tone thing and stuff, I mean like the uh, comparing the writing of the two and the dialogue like well, I'm not talking about I'm I'm not talking about dialogue in in writing. I'm talking strictly on the, the cocaine tone of just balls to, to the wall gunshot bang 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 I, I mean Deadpool came up with reasons for ready of why they can't use guns because he forgot them in 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 the van that which was a joke to basically try and justify them being too lazy and cheap to put in a giant gun battle yeah Deadpool should have gun battles Deadpool should, should be launching a grenade launcher into a dude and then blowing him up like that's what Deadpool should be. That's what I mean when I say tone. I want that pure cocaine. Yeah, I don't want the dialogue of Hardcore Henry, but 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 but, but I, I want blood raining down upon me. <laughs> I want it to be like Gallagher when he smashes the watermelon onto the audience. Kind of looking through action movies that have been coming out. First off, why does WWE make so many action movies now? They have they have been for many years. It's called WWE. Well, but they're making like they, like 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 they printed that there's six marine movies. There's something called Money Plane, which looks about as oh, good. Yeah, you didn't know about the, the the marine movies. I kind of blocked that out. That the the marine cinematic universe, the true MCU. <laughs> well, it's like they have action horror movies, and somehow Get Out is that. Get Out's not action movie. I've seen, what? No, it's not action movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> it's not an action movie. Deep. But I, it is interesting. Like, what do people label action movies sometimes? Like, they'll just slap it on something, and it's like that's not an action movie. If it has an action sequence in it, they'll call it an action movie. Yeah, I mean, I would consider Blade Runner for twenty forty nine an action movie, but that's that's right. That's definitely not. An that's action definitely movie. not. I wish kind of was at some points. <laughs> yeah, I I... Baywatch action comedy. Uh, n- what? No. It's <laughs> <laughs> to be a comedy. Get the hell out of here with that. Actually, I heard like that was one of the complaints is that it straight up turned into an action movie. It's like Hangover Three. Hangover Three is like, uh, is that an action movie? I thought it became like a serious drama. It basically, is. it it, be, it becomes like a serious drama and action movie in like the back half. It's completely <laughs> stupid. <laughs> like I, I remember it's being terrible. confused watching it. Like, is this even the Hangover anymore? When that when am I watching? No, this is Todd Phillips warming up for Joker. <laughs> Essentially, is. God, the action movie genre is so bad. Look at all, all these recent movies. It's it's so bad now. We need more hardcore Henrys just to give us something to look forward to and something to commend. Or at least attempt to like. Like, I compare hardcore Henry... Do you guys remember the movie Escape from Tomorrow? No. Um, I haven't seen that. 
It was a sci-fi movie that these guys gorilla shot in Disney World. <laughs> and it's it's terrible. It's a horrible movie. But everyone went to go see it to support someone trying to gorilla shoot something in Disney World. Um, <laughs> it, we, we need more people. We, we need more people willing, willing to take big risks and more people willing to watch movies that may not be good just because they have big risks. Like, well, one one movie I think would I would almost equate to the hardcore Henry kind of thing was like Kingsman's action was pretty good and over the top, but then you had the second one and it was kind of like a little Kingsman too much. Kingsman sucks. I know. I'm so disappointed. I love Kingsman one. That's a good movie. But but I, th- I think also like. It is. You should do new th- things, but at the same time, like I'm not gonna blame people if it doesn't look good to, for not seeing it. But I like. But but, but you I want to do new things, but you also want to do them well. But I but I remember everyone saying when like Crazy Rich Asians came out, people were urging to go see it, whether you want to see it or not, to support diversity. Like I I, I talked to many people that that, that that went and saw it because. Not because they wanted to see, but because they wanted to to, 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 to to support more Asian representation in film, which which is good for you and that stuff. Um, but when it comes to other kind of genres, I think that mindset get, gets kind of forgotten. Um, which, yeah, I'm not saying you have to see it if you don't think it looks bad. But I know many people that, that thought Hercule Henry looked good and didn't see it anyway. And then we're, and then we're shocked when it, when, it, when, it, when, it, when it failed. Surprise Pikachu face. Yeah, yeah, because you didn't see it. I was going to see it. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't. I think an example of that for me that was something, something a movie I actually enjoyed a lot was Kick-Ass when that came out. And, like, it just didn't, like, eh. But yeah. there were lots of people surprised it didn't do better when it got really good reviews and people liked it. It's like, well, yeah, because you didn't go see it. <laughs> Usually <laughs> the people that are like, oh, I'm surprised that didn't do go. You're like, did you go see it? No. It's people that don't see movies in theaters. And, and didn't even b- b- and didn't when they're still worth theaters open, they get shocked. They don't get the movies that they want because they because they wait till it's on streaming. They can watch it for no extra cost, <laughs> like which is fine. If that's, what, if that's what you do, that that that's fine. But then, but don't be shocked when when the movies you want to see don't get made. And I, it's also just that they don't get attempted very much anyway outside of indie scene because. You know, with the power studios have now, as we've talked about in other ones, like they're gonna use IP, they're gonna use stuff. Like they see John Wick, it's like, oh, cool, let's make a John Wick. Like they don't go, oh, cool, there's a market for interesting action movies, let's try this interesting action movie that's completely different. It's, oh, there's a John Wick, let's get a John Wick. You know, and there's, there's a- oh, let's get ourselves a superhero movie, let's get ourselves this or that. Let's get ourselves a get out, you know, let's do that. And and there's a way around that that Hardcore Henry found, and that's crowdfunding. Which is the way around the studio system. And you don't hear about crowdfunding films as much as you used to. For a while there, it was like the big thing is is to crowdfund movies. Yeah, that was I feel like it's not there as much anymore now that streaming services are so active and buying stuff in the festival scene that festival sales are up well well, and also it wasn't very successful i mean the the only two movies i can think of that were crowdfunded that were successful and got like purchased purchased by a major distributor were super troopers 2 and hardcore henry those are the only two i can i can think of 
What was the one? Uh, she's like a photographer, and there was like a TV, like uh, a, like a Mars. Mars. Yeah, yeah, I think that, that was one did well. I'll do. Yeah, that one that, made a bunch of money. But 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 what makes? I think uh, they even restarted the series again after that. Yeah, yeah, they did for a little bit. It wasn't successful, um, but but were that but it's a little but Super Trooper and Veronica Mars were based off pre-existing IPs, which I think helped them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Um, the most part, Laser Team from Richard Teeth was one that that was successful. Looking through some crowdfunded films here, Reading Rainbow was not a movie, but that was successful. Most of I ha- most of I have not heard of um, the the sweet blood of Jesus. Yeah. Oh, that was, wasn't, wasn't that wasn't that Spike Lee? Yeah, Spike Lee, and it looks like it, it didn't do great at the box what's, office. What does Spike Lee need crowdfunding? <laughs> the, the, this was pre Black Klansman Spike Lee. Still, this is a huge director. Well, and and I feel like for it's all these ones, be, it's probably because uh, Miracle at Saint Anna bombed so hard that he ran out of money. Well, and, and some of these like like blue, like for like Blue Mountain State the movie, um, they, li, 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 so team. disappointing. But I think for every one of those, like for every Super Troopers two, there's like two hundred ones that that either didn't get the money or got the money, but never got bombed. finished and never got made. And took it and ran, because that was the big thing for a while. But it got them past the studio system. It got Super Troopers two made. It got it brought Veronica Mars back. It got Hardcore Henry made, and then Hardcore Henry then did did the festival circuit, and that's how it got picked up by the Chinese company STX. But crowdfunding crowdfunding has kind of died because the indie movie boom is just kind of back in general. Yeah, which is. Owner, but that does that has definitely left action movies out to an extent. Yep. I think Overall's right. I mean, you have all these streaming services looking for new content. I mean, someone's going to pick up something. Yeah, there's all like that's what's talking. We talked about even obviously this was a pre-Rona topic, but like the um, the decline of theaters and stuff. But it was like you know how that affects indie movies. But actually, indie movie purchases have been pretty high because people are looking for that counter to just the ridiculous franchise you know flooding but that has left the mid-budget movies a lot of which are action kind of in the dust and and they need content and that's probably its own bubble that will probably pop sooner or later of just the oversaturation of indie films because because how many are are going to be good well i i think not necessarily because I mean we're at it was something that was had high levels before. Not necessarily festival circuit, but like more you know of these low budget ones. Indie is just kind of the new way of getting those out there. Like studios don't big studios don't pick up those small pictures anymore, but other people do. But but it's more how successful are these small budget pictures on streaming? How much money do do do, do they generate for these streaming services? Because I don't see these low budget ones popping up on my Amazon Prime feed or my Netflix feed. All all I get is We Can Be Heroes and Project Power and Bridgerton and all the other big it's ones a, they want me to see. It has also been more than just the streaming services, though. With I mean, companies like A24 that have 
risen in that scene and buy a bunch of stuff. A24 and the Purina are basically saving a lot of the indie shit. Yeah, so like, just someone like A24 who buys tons and tons of films per year, they're not going anywhere. Hopefully not. I, I, I really, really hope but They're not. making good money. <clears throat> the, what they need to do is not do what some of these stuff, like what, like what Miramax almost did and what kind of killed them as Miramax went from low budget to mid budget and that destroyed them. Um, they have to stick with what they're doing, not try and do anything super big. Don't overextend themselves. <laughs> they're doing and fine. Don't Please sell. Yeah, yeah, and don't sell. That's probably the big thing. Like, don't don't sell to a bigger company. Like uh, Disney. Well, Disney right, will buy them. They'll, di- <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll eat you. They'll drink you up. Because Disney has Searchlight, and it seems like they're leaving Searchlight alone. It seems like they're doing that. Hopefully, hopefully they, they keep doing hopefully that. Hopefully they do, yeah. For how long, though? That's the, always the yeah. question, too. Um, but, but, yeah, but A24, I don't think that they'll sell. If they do, it's because they get a, a huge offer. Um, yeah, I think they're also just interested in keeping the indie scene. And then, you know, Blumhouse, of course, we talked about for horror. Um, they so do a lot, they but they've done more horror, too. You know, they've does they 24 partner with a bigger studio like Blumhouse does, or are they strictly by themselves? A24 is the, like, now A24 is the bigger one that people partner with. <clears throat> Early on, I think they might have done some stuff with other people maybe but now a24 is the one that the smaller companies uh partner with that, that, that's good a24 is like the criterion right now of 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 indie shit yeah i can't believe i can't believe whiplash was blumhouse but that that shows they do more than just horror that was blumhouse it, 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 it was when blumhouse was on the come up and they're looking for everything well i suppose it could be considered a horror movie if you didn't Think uh, <laughs> J.K. Simmons' character is scary. He does scare me. <laughs> so, and not it, like you think, but he's scary. So it it looks like A24 has partnered with Apple TV for some stuff, um, which I think might be runner, runner, runner related. They partnered with three films um, for with Apple. One one of them is the documentary Boy State. Then you have On the Rocks, which is the Bill Murray, Rashida Jones, Sofia Coppola movie. That was apparently a but those thing. Are, yeah, those, are, those are basically like distribution deals. And some called The Elephant Queen, which is like it's their documentary. Yeah. So but, I mean, and, yeah, in the past, but, but that's probably more. But, that, but that's probably more Apple. Sorry. Apple. That's probably more Apple TV wanting to work with A24 more than this A24 needing to work with Apple TV. Right. But there's no, you know, we talk about Blumhouse for horror. There, I, you know, I don't see uh, a Blumhouse for action, right? There's no studio that's greenlighting a bunch of really good indie action. There have been attempts at that, but it's never panned out. There should be. <clears throat> right, I could see, I could see that happening in response to all of these other things because you know you've got a24 that kind of does a little bit of everything you got blumhouse it's mostly horror like there's room for that in the market do you know what so we that, need you know, just go to netflix or something we we need a mid-budget low-budget action movie that does for thomas jane what taken did for liam neeson we need thomas jane back 
I will I will sign this petition. <laughs> we need we need like mid two thousands, late nineties Thomas Jane back in our lives. Now now all he does is side rolls and predator and that weird robot dog movie was an AXL. I saw a trailer for it like eight times at different movies. But but we we he need he was in that show uh, the HBO show, but that was like early 2010s. And he was in that Expanse show for sci-fi for a couple of seasons. See, see, everyone, see, like, like Marvel's bringing back all the Spider-Man characters and stuff for for like Spider-Man three or I guess Spider-Man um, No Way Home or whatever stupid name that they've given it now. Yeah, I'm watching. <laughs> we need to. We need them to bring back Thomas Jane Punisher. That's what. That's what they. Yeah, we need that. We need the three Punishers, and uh, we need John Barenthal. We need Thomas Jane, and we need Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> <laughs> we need all of them back. The problem. What problem would be is it'll be a PG thirteen movie. Gross. Like right. Blade sounds like it's going to be. Gross. Mm-hmm. God, they're going to ruin Blade again. God. And that's and that's what sucks too is like Punisher and Blade should be really good action movies, but what they'll do with characters now is going to be just terrible normal MCU action movies. You know, a good uh, some good action. It's not movies, but shows. Daredevil and Punisher were really good with the action because they weren't yeah. made by Kevin Feige. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> Because Dare- I can't remember who the showrunner for Punisher was, but Stephen DeKnight did Daredevil at the start, and he's got a good track record, Spartacus, stuff like that. Because having watched most of WandaVision, the action of that show is not very good. <laughs> Non-existent. But even then, like, we've had some action movies now, too. Of Not, not even the... The, the like I, I think an example of where action movies have gone wrong because yeah you have the John Wick clones you have Atomic Blonde you have Hotel Artemis but you also have like the sad cases like Bad Boys for Life which has a fantastic script really well done acting really funny but the action sucks <laughs> it does and it's still a good movie and it did well but the act yeah, the action is so cheap you can tell like you give that movie really good action that movie becomes fantastic in a hurry but highest grossing movie of 2020 <laughs> <laughs> but, the crown but instead it has to settle for just being really good because the script is fantastic but the direction is pretty it's, bad yeah, it's like shockingly good the, the, the direction is pretty bad as, as a, huge Bad Boys 2 stan. It's basically the opposite of Bad Boys 2, which is a beautiful coke-fueled <laughs> action movie that is really weird and definitely would get everyone involved canceled now. <laughs> and Bad Boys for Life is like actually heartfelt while still being just as funny, but the action is terrible. It's the only time I wish Michael Bay was around. Because the action in Bad Boys 2 is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's incredible. When they just invade Cuba and just drive a Hummer <laughs> through through a village. It's so well done. It's so well directed. And I mean, it was before he got on shaky Bay working with actors, he's not very good, but action, he can shoot the hell out of it. And yeah, that was like practical pre, pre-Transformers Michael Bay where like he had he really had a good handle on big set pieces and that and big set pieces is like also, CGI robot go purr <laughs> well in big set pieces is another lost art form that comes to action movies 
is just yeah. is just mastering. I mean, I mean, like Mad Max Fury Road is the good example of just. I mean, man, could take place in a desert on cars, but yet they make cars into action set pieces. Every action movie now seems, and this is partially John Wick's fault, takes place in some random parking lot or parking garage or or abandoned warehouse or, or, or apartment that's that that's lit in shades of green and purple. With candles everywhere. Like, it's going to make me puke one of these times. Like... Everybody tries so hard to have that visual look now. They all look the same, too. It all looks bad. It looks like student film. I, I, I misspoke. I said they try super hard. They super lazily have that color scheme. <laughs> yeah. And it all looks the same. It looks bad. It's like a student film. Most of those look like student movies with the way they with the way the, the color because I, I remember back in college doing the whole let's let it multicolor because it looks cool. Not every movie has looked like that. <laughs> nor, nor, normal lighting looks fine. It's okay to be normal. But I guess... Yeah, that, that, that's like a totally digitally inspired look, too. It is. And in, in, in cheap digital is something we always talk about on here, about it looking bad. But it's it's a, it's, it's a big issue, and it's really big in action movies. Now, I'll, I'll, I'm going to end this with one final question for you guys. What does the future of action movies look like to you, does it look good? Does it look look bad? What do you what do you think that the future is? I think right now it's kind of on the down track, but I'm sure we'll get something along the lines of what John Wick was when it was refreshing before. Something will come around to change the game again. I'm sure. Yeah, I think I'm kind of in the middle because you have. Those like the clones and all the bad stuff we talked about, and then on the other hand, um, I've talked about Mission Impossible. That whole series is st- has just absurdly amazing set pieces. Uh, Bond is still going mostly strong. The last one, not so much, but generally, it's been going strong. Like there's still, you know, there's still enough good stuff being shot and made well that. You know, I think there's still space for something big to come along and be really good. So I'm kind of in the middle. And yeah, I'm I'm kind of with with you guys. I think it looks pretty bleak right now. Um, not not to say that it won't get better. I I agree with Justin. I don't know if there will be another John Wick that changes the game, but there, I think there needs to be. I hope there is. We we need to to see one soon. Because right now, the future of action movies, in quotes, is stuff like Marvel movies and Fast and the Furious. Um, which Fast and the Furious, I'm even getting, getting kind of sick of, just because there, there's no realism in it. And, but we're going to space. <laughs> and I kind of wish there was there. After that is when it should end, but they'll keep going and it'll get bad. We um, gotta go to Mars and fight the Martians. Fight Elon family. Musk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going with Tom Cruise. But 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 I'm hoping that someone just finds a new creative way, something like Hardcore Henry, that is actually successful and actually works. And I, I I'm just I'm hopeful. Right now I'm 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 not very happy in how it's looking, but I'm hopeful. Just because movies that should that, that should be big ones like Bad Boys for Life have crap action in them. So I'm I'm hopeful. Then again, with that movie again, you're getting the Martin Lawrence and Will Smith who are kind of past their prime. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> so I mean, again, this is again. You have to get younger actors to. Yeah. 
We just we just need people that are willing to cast young younger actors. That are willing to take more chances. That are willing to do more hardcore Henry type stuff. Do more nice guy type stuff. Um, and just take risks that may not pay off, but also might. Take a risk, Hollywood. Please take a risk. We need. <laughs> we thank you. We need more Mad Max Fury Roads. We thank you. We need, we need, we need we need more action movies. We need we need a big stuff back, and and especially hard hard R action movies that aren't Deadpool. We need we need that Expendables type type fun again. And with that, we are out of time. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Idiot Plot. Make sure you like and subscribe to us on Spotify. We're also available on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, and now on YouTube. Uh, not video, but we are available for audio on YouTube. And make sure if you want, if you think we're stupid, if you think we're right, uh, leave, leave a comment. Let us know what you think about our thoughts. And let us know if there's any topics you want us to cover on a future episode. Uh, for Alex Overdahl and Justin Neitzel, I'm David Janish. Again, thanks you, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.